Mouse Ears Movie Thoughts, where we discuss all things Disney. I'm Riley. I'm Hannah. And I'm Caleb. Today we will be talking about the D23 Expo, so let's dive right in. Alright guys, and welcome back to Mouse Ears Movie Thoughts. Today we're going to be giving you our thoughts on the D23 Expo. This is going to be our top 10 countdown. So, uh, let's get started. The first, well, number 10 is Haunted Mansion. To start off here at number 10, like you mentioned with Haunted Mansion, I don't really know a whole lot about the movie. All I know is that they did an earlier kind of lighthearted, fun uh, Haunted Mansion movie with the Muppets. And I know way back in the day they did one with Ed- Eddie Murphy, which I never saw that. But I don't know. I'm interested to see what they do with this new one. I mean, obviously it's based off the ride. But yeah, that's really all I have to say about this. Yeah, I don't know much about it either. I did look up a quick synopsis when I was researching D23 things. And it looks like it's going to be about a mom and her son who move into this house. And they are recruiting some paranormal experts to rid ghosts from their house. So I think it'll be, it could be a fun movie, maybe, but... I honestly don't really know what to expect from Haunted Mansion besides the ride, so. Yeah, and I feel like that's, well, I know that's why it's at number 10 for us. I just, I don't really remember any of the other movies, and I'm just really not that interested in it. So, yeah, I just, that's why it's at number 10. Number 9 is Elio. Elio is a boy who doesn't really fit in. Um, his mom is working on a military project, and then Elio gets beamed into space, and just kind of is like on a space, adve- space adventure kind of-ish. Yeah, so, kind of fill in the gaps of what you were saying. Yeah, it's Elio, and like you say, he doesn't really fit in. His mom is running a military project. It's, she's trying to decode a signal from outer space. And, but instead, Elio decodes it, and he gets beamed in space and goes on a huge adventure, and he's mistaken as the ambassador for Earth. And so it's his whole adventure with the aliens and that kind of perspective. So I think it could be really interesting, actually. I'm excited for that. I think it could be actually kind of cool. It's definitely not one of those, that's why it's nine. It's definitely not one of those that are like, oh, I want to watch this. But I definitely will probably watch it when it comes out. It does come out in 2024, so I probably will watch that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a Disney movie, so I'm obviously going to check it out. But at the same time, it's only 2022, and so we still have years, so they couldn't really give us a whole lot, I feel like, at the beginning here. I'm sure as the years progress and move on, we'll get more about it, and I'm sure it'll be a great movie and we'll all get hyped up for it. Yeah, there is still two years, which kind of stinks, but yeah. I think it definitely has potential to be a really great, solid Disney movie in the next five years. Should we go on to number eight? Yes. Sure. Okay, so number eight is... Descendants 4. Now, me personally, I'm not really excited for Descendants 4. I think it's interesting on how they're going to do it, but um, I, I've seen all the other three, 
and I just think they're extremely cheesy. But for what they are, they're not that bad. Yeah, I think that the Descendants uh, franchise is definitely made... It's portrayed exactly how it's supposed to be. And I think there is a little cheesy moments, but that's just kind of part of it. And just how they're going to fit in the character of Carlos, now that the late Cameron Boyce is not able to film and shoot this. I really think he was perfect for that role, and I don't know if Carlos is just not going to be there, or if it's going to look at some slightly different characters to fill his place, or what they're going to do, even just referencing him. But I think it has potential. Me personally, I was satisfied with the Descendants movies after the second one, and the third one was okay, but... I definitely feel like the first two could have been left where they were. I'm definitely with you. And I am interested to see what they're going to do. Because, I mean, he was one of the core four. So, it's just how they're going to do another movie without his character. It's I'm, I'm interested to see how they're going to do that. But I, I'm hoping, I think it will still be a good movie. And I'm excited to watch it. It will be interesting what the story will even look like, because I feel like each, with the exception of the first two, where the storylines kind of intertwine, where she goes onto the island, and then it's still about her wanting to go back to the original island, the third one was completely different, and about her dad, and just so many different things, and so the fourth one has many possibilities because they haven't really bound themselves to a single script or a single storyline. So we'll see how that goes. Um, it comes out in 2023. And that brings us to number seven, Wish. I'm excited for Wish. It's kind of like a backstory-ish kind of thing on all of the references how in Disney movies how they say Wish Upon a Star. So I'm excited for Wish. I am a little interested. I'd say I'm almost more excited to see the storyline of Elios, but I'm interested in this one more because of like what you said, Riley. It's making sense of all the times Wish Upon a Star has happened, and I think it could be a cute Disney movie. It's like um just in the new live-action Pinocchio when he says Wish Upon a Star. It's just like that. Yeah, and I am kind of a little bit of the opposite with you, Hannah, just because I am more interested to see the storyline of Wish than I am with Elios, or Elio, I don't really know, honestly. (laughs) I am very interested to see how they make an entire movie based on literally an action that happens. Like, how does that happen? Are they going to show, like, who controls all the fairies and stars? Are they going to... Is the star an actual being? I I don't know how they're going to do that. And you guys can probably know more than us. So, yeah. I I mean, I don't have anything to say. I probably will be... I am excited more for Wish than um, Elio. Just like you were saying, Cube. Because I'm just excited to see like what the storyline is, really. Yeah, and with that, that brings us to our number six, which is Elementals. I personally am very interested in the Elementals. From here on in in our top ten, I am pretty interested in all of these. 
I Elementals, if you don't know, is the new Pixar movie that is coming out with, uh, I can't remember the characters, but there's a water person. Wave, I believe was the water person's name. And then, do you know the name of the fire lady? I think the fire girl was named uh, Flame, or I think it was Flame. Good. Yeah. Can continue. Thank you. <laughs> that makes sense. But um, it's about them two trying to get along in a town. Uh, I, 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 well, I'm I just really, really, I get excited for every new Pixar movie. What I really got from it, from the meeting, was it's like, it's like you were saying, Water Girl and this Fire Girl, and they try to coexist in this world, and it, they're just trying to basically live together, kind of. Yeah, I think it's definitely both of them living together with each other. They also mentioned how this is an immigrant story, and how this is them coming into a new place and trying to work through that. And in this, I don't know exactly which of them, if either, is going to be a main character or if they're going to co-star. But I know that this world is fire, water, air, and earth, the four elements that so often Disney and Pixar use. (laughs) I think at least one of them is going to be immigrating to this new town, and they're going to have to kind of figure out how to exist. And they are young, uh, late teens, early 20s, I think. Okay, and I have just one quick thing to say, and that is that I think this new Elementals movie will be extremely relatable for a lot of kids or adults. I don't know what you're going through. I think this movie will be very relatable, which Pixar tends to hit home pretty well. They do some very well relatable, sometimes sad films. Yeah, um, and in case any of you are wondering, this does come out in 2023, so that is, I mean, it's only a year, so it's not that much, um, that's, that's pretty good. And like you were saying, Caleb, Pixar does a really good job at being relatable. As you'll see with a lot of the movies coming up in our list, they're just relatable, like, teenagers and adults alike can relate to the characters in these stories and kind of identify with them in some ways. Number five, uh, Peter Pan and Wendy is what we have there. I think this, I'm excited, but nervous is literally what I have right here in my notes. I have seen so many different reiterations of this with the original trilogy animated and then there has been Pan and Hook and different takes on the Peter Pan uh, franchise. And this looks like it's going to be more about Wendy's story, and then also Peter Pan after that. Like, Wendy's story with the darling children, and then Peter Pan once he's already been in Neverland. I'm so excited for this. But it's another Peter Pan movie, like I said before, and if this is just another retelling... I want to see a retelling of the animated movies, not an addition to the story. I'd rather see a live action of the originals than another reiteration of a pin or how hook and things like that. Yeah, like you were saying, Hannah, it could either be a really good movie or it could it, it couldn't it could be that good just because it could be an addition of the other story, but or it could really hurt, hit home. 
So I will have to watch um, the original one again, just cause I don't remember that one. So I'm definitely gonna have to watch that one before I watch the new one, but I am excited cause it could be really good. I'm with you, Riley, in the fact that I don't remember the original cartoon version that much at all, really. So, uh, like you said, I'm going to have to watch it before I watch the new one. Also, I don't know. I feel like they've done a bit of live-action remakes on the cartoons at this point, And I feel like if that's all they're doing, then that's great. And I'm all here just for making the live-action version of it. Because it makes it more interesting, I guess. I don't really know, but I like all the live actions I had to do. I know some people say they just make them to rack in more money so that the older fans now will go and watch their favorite movies again. I enjoy them. And the only question I have about this new movie is how much, if at all, are they going to change it? Is it going to be just like halfway a remake of the old one? And then the rest is just completely made up. Because, honestly, that could be kind of interesting. They've never done that before with a live-action movie. I would actually um, disagree with you there. While I do think they can put their own spin on some of the animated parts of the movie, I would really enjoy seeing a live-action take on the original with little done to change it. I've seen Pan, which is, like, becoming Peter Pan, and I've seen Hook, which is more the way into the future, and the original trilogy hasn't had much done to it at all, really, and it's been a long time, and I think that would be, I think I would enjoy that a lot more, and seeing, because this movie is going to be about Wendy and the Darling Children, but also Peter Pan and how his rivalry with Hook starts, and that sort of thing, which I know we saw a little bit of in Pan, but including the Darling Children in this just increases my uh, anticipation of it more. The only time they ever show up is Wendy as an adult in Hook, and I this I'm really looking forward to this. I can't. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure I agree with you, but like I said, I don't really remember those, so I can't really say much. But. Peter Pan and Wendy does uh, come out in 2023, so mm-hmm. it's only a year, which is it's pretty good, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm really excited for that, and unlike you guys, I remember those movies, and I remember watching them a lot, and I am just so affectionate for them. And all these movies that are coming out in 2023, well, 2023, honestly, is right around the corner. We have a few more months to go, but then... I mean, all these movies, not all of them, but some of them will start coming out in, I would expect, probably five to eight months from now, maybe more, depending on how late they go in 2023. But I would assume they wouldn't want to be that late in 2023 because you don't want to cram them in with the ones that are coming in 2024. So I would expect maybe some decent summer releases I think with that, I'm ready to move on to number five. I mean, sorry, number four, which is the live-action remake, once again, of Snow White. Now, I am extremely interested in this movie because, like I said, I'm here for all the live-action remakes, but I've never seen a Disney princess live-action remake. 
And so I also will think it's very interesting to see the Wicked Witch in live action. I know we saw a little bit of Maleficent in the, her live action movie and how they can kind of do those old evil villains like that. So if they can make the Wicked Witch look as evil and scary as Maleficent, I think that will be extremely well. Just because that's all I really have to base it off of is Maleficent. Because that's the only old Disney villain that they've made into live action. Like you said, I am here for the live actions. I mean, they're making a live action Little Mermaid, which we'll get into later. Um, they're making a live action Snow White, live action Pinocchio, and I just feel like it's it. The live action kind of brings it all. It really does bring it all to life, and it just makes it feel really real, in my opinion. Do you have anything to add on that, Hannah? Or no? Yeah, I would say I'm not. I'm not looking forward to this release in, like, waiting months and months and just so eager for it. But I'm definitely going to watch it, and I'm interested to see how this plays out. Definitely, because that was, I mean, that was one of the first animated Disney classics, and that's going to be interesting. I'm interested in that, but it's not on the top of my list. I, like I said before, I'm excited for this to come out, but we do have to wait two years because it does come out in 2024, which, it's, it's good, but, uh, I just want it, I want it to come now. I want it to come in, like, five months. <laughs> well, I think with that, we can move on to our number three, which is another live-action Disney princess, live-action Little Mermaid. I'm personally just really excited for this. Both the storyline, I think, has great potential for a live-action movie. And I also think that the underwater features and animation, they could do really well with that. And I'm excited for how that turns out. And I'm especially interested for this one because by adding a Black Little Mermaid, I feel like, back to the topic of it being relatable, this is going to be really relatable to African Americans who see all these movies with white people in them, and now they're going to see this with a black person, and I'm just, I'm really excited for this. I think it's going to turn out really good. Yeah, especially since it's a princess. But one thing that I was a little unsure about with this movie was that it was mentioned that there's going to be added songs to the movie, which could be awesome. And, I mean, I know that one of the writers is Lin-Manuel Miranda, Miranda, who Disney has been working with a lot lately, and his song's always great. But I'm a little wary of adding too many new songs. I'd even be more okay... I guess you can just tell that I don't like the changing the originals too much. But if they keep some of the best songs, I think that I'll be okay with that. And as long as they don't distort some of the original songs more than necessary. I understand putting on their own twist, but sometimes they change the songs or add too many runs when it's not necessary. For me, at least... I like the original, and then I like that they're making a new one, but you don't want it to be a completely different one. Like, you don't want it to have too many different songs or anything. You want it to still be like the original one. 
I think that's a very good point, which kind of leads us into number two, if you guys are ready. I'm ready. Mufasa the Lion King, which I just want to say real quick, looks like it's going to be a live action movie, but it is not a remake in any way, shape, or form. It is a prequel to the original live action uh, Lion King. This, when we ranked for this show, I put Mufasa, the Lion King, number one on the list. I am so hyped for this, guys. You don't even know. I am so ready for another live-action Lion King and a prequel to the story that's been going on for quite some time when you think about it. This is such a well-remembered movie for so many generations. And this is just, I, I am so excited. And it looks like it's going to be told from memories from, uh, what is it, Timon and... But Uga. I don't think they're going to be in it. I think those they, were just rumors. They are, oh. which is so sad. Oh, wow. I thought I thought I read that they were going to be uh, telling it from there, but I guess not. No, that was just a rumor, because also the timeline doesn't work out. They're still... Well, yes, that wouldn't old. have been the timeline, though. I mean, well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, true. But I like origin stories just because I love learning about the person's or or animal past story and how they came into it. I just love that. It's always like, oh, this is how that happened. I I love it. Yeah, this is going to be Mufasa's story of how he came to power over the Pride Lands. I am so thrilled for it. Yeah, honestly, I think all three of us are very thrilled about it. I feel like it is the original Lion King, obviously, is about Simba. I think it's going to be not the same storyline, but the same type of thing, where the movie's just going to be about Mufasa, which I think is incredible that they decided, well, it worked out doing a movie about Simba. How about his dad? How about how his dad came to be? Because, I mean... Honestly, the whole reason why Simba made the choices he did is because of his dad. And this comes out in 2024. I'm really, I'm just, I'm pumped for this. And you're right, Caleb. Even, like, I just noticed it when you said it, but every choice that Simba makes is because of his dad and his dad's place in the Pride Lands. And even Scar. I hope that they show that story of Scar versus Mufasa and how that whole relationship crumbled. That is such a primary backstory for Simba's life, and they need to show that. I so agree with you on that. Like, they, that would be such a good story. I would so watch that. <laughs> like you said, I think that it would be absolutely incredible if they could show how... Mufasa and Scar, how they were brothers and then split apart, and at some point, you know, obviously a bunch of things happened before Mufasa came king, but Scar did not just run off, because obviously he's still living in the Pride Lands with Mufasa. I mean, he's off in his own cave or whatever, but he's still a part of them. So I want to see what happens that doesn't just make Scar run off and start his own Pride of Lions. If you guys are ready, you want to move on to one? 
Sure. Yeah. So, one, Inside Out 2. I am so excited for this. So excited. Because in this one, it's her as a teenager. And I just... She's probably going to have more emotions, and she's going to be in high school. And I am really excited to see how anger, sadness, joy, fear, and disgust, thank you, really play into this. And just with all of the different uh, little balls of emotion, I'm really excited. Yes, and it has been told the voice of joy... I cannot remember her name right now, sorry. She came up on stage at the D23 Expo and announced Inside Out 2 and said on stage there will be new emotions introduced into Riley's mind. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. I I hope that we see them introduced throughout the movie, which I think is what they're going to do, but seeing new emotions introduced and kind of feeling each other out. We saw how Joy was so annoyed with sadness taking over anything, or anyone else, really. And new emotions, there's definitely going to be some jealousy involved, which could be another emotion. I don't know. But that is going to be very strange and very cool. There could be... Because, I mean, they already have anger, so I think that's so cool that they're adding new emotions. Maybe, like, a love emotion. Um, I'm... I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, I going while we're still on the page of emotions, I want to hear what do you guys think is a new emotion that might be added? I mean, while you're thinking about Riley is becoming or is, I'm not quite sure, a teenager in this new movie. So what emotions do you think are going to go to her? Maybe my... Um, may- I can't think of many emotions because there's just like the core emotions, you know? But maybe the ones that I, one that I think is maybe like a love emotion because maybe she is wanting to have a boyfriend or something. So maybe that, but I'm not sure. I could definitely see some sort of uh, love or something with that. Although love as an emotion could be considered a whole thing, but definitely there would be some sort of thing like that where, I mean, we saw there's been shorts and little clips of Riley with that one hockey dude as her boyfriend, quote air quotes, since you can't see that. <laughs> but love, and as I was saying it, jealousy honestly makes a little bit of sense. In high school, there's so many, so many things that you have to look at other people and see and compare, and everyone's comparing you to themselves and you to other people, and jealousy could honestly be very well be another emotion. I agree with you on that. Do you do you have any emotions, Kill? Well, I was thinking about it, and I was going to steal your idea of jealousy, because I thought that would be very interesting in high school, like you said. But then you said that, so I don't really know, honestly. Are you jealous of Hannah's uh, emotions? Dun-dun-dun-dun! It is going to be exciting. The new emotions. I mean, there's so many new possibilities. And Riley's life is going to change so much in these next couple of years. And her first day of school was a train wreck. And first day of high school could be so much worse. So that is that's going to be an interesting movie. But I'm so excited to see it, which is why it's at number one. Yeah, and... 
I mean, obviously, Inside Out, the main characters are all emotions, so that is mainly what we're talking about right now. So, a lot of people were saying after the first Inside Out came out that the gender of the emotions inside the mom and the dad were the same as the mom and the dad. For example, the mom, all of her emotions were girls, and the dad, all of his emotions were guys. And rightly, all of her emotions were either guy or girl. There were both. And a lot of people just said she hadn't for fully reached emotional maturity yet, so she hadn't really formed that in. So I'm not sure if they're going to keep them all being guys and girls, or if they're going to change them all to girls. But I do think it would be interesting, to say the least, to see, like... Anger and Fear, who obviously were boys in the first movie, be girls in this movie. And another thing that I think we should point out is, in the short Riley's first date with the hockey dude, as you called him, (laughs) all of his emotions were guys, and she, I mean, and he was about the same age as her. He was definitely not emotional mature at that point. (laughs) So, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see the gender of the new emotions that come in. I just, I like anger as a guy better. It just shows the anger better for me, in my opinion. I think that the, in the first movie, they made some character, some of the emotions, uh, boys, some of them girls, to kind of show, give different perspectives and diversity in her mind. And for a storyline point of view, you want to have that. But I think they kind of messed up. Not messed up, I shouldn't say that, but, like, that... I don't think they're going to be able to change it in the middle of this movie, or even just beforehand, because they've already set them up so strongly. I think we're just going to have to wrestle with the fact that her emotions are both genders at the moment. Maybe they will just switch over to all girls at some other point, but I don't think they can really fix that in this movie. Yeah, that... That is weird, though, that, because I feel like they wouldn't really mess up. That just doesn't seem like Disney, um, Pixar. So, I, that is weird that they made the mom have girl emotions, the dad have boy emotions, and the boyfriend, as we think, (laughs) have boy emotions, and her have both. I, that is weird, but I like her having both. Yes, and the only reason that I can come to and conclude is the reason she has boy and girl emotions at the moment is because they wanted it to be more relatable, I feel like. Like we said back in, like, I don't even know when we said Elementals? Yes. Elementals. I don't... I feel like if they were all girls guy audiences wouldn't be able to relate as much to anger always getting furious or uh, I mean I don't know anyone who relates to fear honestly (laughs) but I mean you know I I don't think that they would have been able to rack in the audience that they were able to if they were all one specific gender same thing if they were all guys no I mean I don't know if a girl would want to watch just a bunch of guys do it I definitely think that they made that choice for Riley's emotion specifically because she was the main character and they needed diverse, well, they needed separate 
genders, if they were all the same gender, they would almost feel like one person taken in different forms, whereas this, it's easy to distinguish them better as their own person, air quotes again, even though they're just emotions, but yeah, that was definitely a plot and storyline move that they're not going to be able to change in this movie, I don't think. One more point before we wrap this episode up is I do think that it was good that they had Joy be the leader of Riley's emotions because the leader of the mom's emotions were obviously sadness. The leader of the dad's emotions were anger. But at the same time, the dad is not always angry and the mom is not always sad. Just because they are in control, that doesn't mean that they're always that emotion. And I think during the first Inside Out, Joy and the rest of the emotions were learning that. That even if Joy isn't controlling, she doesn't always have to be sad or angry or anything like that. I do, I agree with you on that. Because having the main character of her be Joy, it, it... it makes it joyful. Like, if the main character was sadness, I feel like her, she would just be sad all the time. Like, it wouldn't, the movie would just be sad. But it being joy, and joy is always trying to figure out a way for it to work and everything. So I, I like the main character being a joy. I think you brought up a very interesting uh, topic that I needed to, I just had to jump in on. Mm-hmm. Especially with the new emotions, specifically love was one that you brought up, Riley. These new emotions could be competing for Joy's spot, and they easily could overtake her because as a teenager, so much more is on your mind than when you are 10, 11 years old. And Joy isn't always your go-to emotion, and there's definitely a switch. As you can see, her mom' main emotion becomes sadness. So there's definitely a switch or multiple switches that happen as a teenager. And that could be a huge uh, plot point of the movie. Yeah, like now that you bring that up, what if they are, what if Joy is going to leave? Well, not maybe leave all the way, but like not be the main um, emotion and other emotions are going to take over. I hope that's not the case. (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up, Hannah, because that was kind of what I was trying to roll into when I brought up the different emotions being leaders. I also think as she gets older and more emotional mature, emotional, emotionally mature, sorry, I think the table is going to change. Obviously, at the very beginning when she's a baby, she has the one button, then they upgrade to a new table. I think they're going to get a new one that you see in the mom and the dad where each emotion has their own controls, making it every emotion is equally powerful. I think if they do decide to go with the route of them competing to see who's the leader, they might end up like that in the end, having all of them find out that without every single emotion working in harmony, Riley just explodes. And what a great uh, takeaway from a movie. You just developed a great storyline for the movie. You did. That was really good. Alright, so I think that about wraps it up for us. Um, Our YouTube link and website link will be linked down below. Make sure to check out that. Um, Our next episode will be Pixar Easter eggs that occur in every movie, which I'm really excited about that.
So, see you next time.